Next on BYU Sports Nation, a BYU football Cinderella story. Everybody loves that story, right? Or do they? Speaking of Cinderella, Ben Kerchival from CBS Sports will join us. Why does he think BYU football could be wearing that glass slipper this season? Plus, BYU football alum Travis Tuiloma on his new version of Chasing Down an NFL Dream. And Athlete Undercover Part 2 with Between the Lines. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, March 21st, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. Is it technically spring right now? Technically it is. Welcome to the spring. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who rivals (laughs) Gaston. In his good looks, Jason Shepard. Uh, you were too kind. You were lying through your teeth, but I appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I saw Beauty and the Beast last night. And? Loved it. Like, you, enough that you would pay to go see it again? Ooh, uh, yeah, I would go see it again. Wow. Yeah. That's not the type of movie that I would usually go see a second time, <laughs> but... <laughs> it's not, Jason? No. But yeah, I would see it again. I loved it. I thought it was great. But see, I also loved the original from 91... I love the, you know, the original cartoon, animated version. Not cartoon, animated version. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, How dare you sound like Bugs Bunny distinguish or that as something so <laughs> low as a cartoon, Jason. No, I loved it, though. It was, it was fantastic. Emma Watson? Brilliant. E- everything you wanted it to be? Absolutely, yeah. It was great. Wow. I highly recommend seeing it. Are you, gonna, are you and the fam going to go? Probably. Yeah, at some point. <laughs> I mean, on your recommendation, I have to now. Yeah, right? I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Is Belle the greatest Disney princess ever? She's probably my favorite. <laughs> uh, I don't know if she would. Wait, is this on? What? <laughs> We're rolling on this? What? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I don't know if she would be considered. Uh, that would probably. Don't you think that would be Cinderella? Don't you think? Well, heck no. Uh, well, Larry Kraskoviak doesn't think that, but hey, yeah, <laughs> yes, because that's the classic, right? Yeah. I, you know, one day we need to compare Cinderella to like great prof- or like the Disney princesses to great professional franchises or a great college football teams or something. Like, because Cinderella to me would be like Alabama football. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, the classic, you know, just always <laughs> there and everybody knows them. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, please don't leave me out here on an island by myself. Okay. Your favorite Disney princess? Nope. Leave me out on the island. <laughs> <laughs> leave, me, leave me out on the island. I have to debate this, dude. No, really, I don't know the answer. I, I need to internally debate such a mind-blowing question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Think about that. Really not that mind-blowing. A little bit longer. This is calculated, people. Today is a very uh... Disney princess-themed show. <laughs> On BYU Sports Nation. And with that, we bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football spring practices continued yesterday in Provo over the weekend at St. George. Jason Shepard was hanging out with the BYU football team. Linebacker Fred Warner was also there. He said he's optimistic for the team this year because of experience on both sides of the ball. I feel uh, very optimistic, man. We have a great team coming back. A lot of guys on defense uh, returning. Obviously, all linebackers are coming back. So we've been leading the way 
Um, Tanner's obviously looked awesome. He has experience under his belt, so I'm not worried about the offense doing their thing. We've done, we've done pretty well. The team will practice again tomorrow and hold a televised spring scrimmage on Saturday beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern live on BYU TV. Looking forward to that. And, I mean, he's right. There's, there's a, I mean, yes, every year you're going to lose players, but there's a lot of talent coming back on both sides of the football. That, that's, that is certainly a positive for the Cougars this upcoming season. In the latest AVCA coaches poll, BYU Volleyball remains ranked third. They will host number one Long Beach State this weekend on BYU TV. But first, today the Cougars will be hosting Princeton tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV, featuring this guy. Perfectly. Durkin. Very hard to put these guys down. Zarkovich, Von Tilburg, blocked. Dobbert, BYU with the swing for the set. Langlois, up hands and down! And the set streak is over for Hawaii. 32 in a row, and it's over. BYU wins set one, 28-26. Outside hitter Jake Langlois, who was named MPSF Player of the Week for his performance last week, is leading BYU to a two-match sweep of Hawaii Really, really fun match to watch. And when you said featuring this guy, I was like, who, Jer- Jerem Jordan? <laughs> Jerem- oh, Jerem Jordan talking about Jake Talking Langlois. about Jake Langlois. Very good. McKenna Bull was named the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. Yawn. Third time in six weeks this season. Goins stares at strike three. Five strikeouts already for McKenna Bull. Over three games last week, she pitched 21 strikeouts and had just one walk. So, yes, I say that in jest, like the yawn, but really it's more of a surprise to me now at this point in her season and her career at when she doesn't, doesn't win West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. You just rename it the McKenna Bowl <laughs> Award. How about that? <laughs> yes. Might as well. West Coast Conference McKenna Bowl Pitcher of the Week. It, it would certainly be appropriate. BYU hoopster Zach Selius returned home from his mission yesterday. It has been reported that he will have shoulder surgery and will not return to the mission field. Again, though, that is being reported, not confirmed. Not confirmed right now. Nick Emery did tweet out or Instagram out a picture with the 6'7 Celius uh, still in his missionary garb. So we will follow that as it develops. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A Cinderella story. Okay, if you missed it yesterday, we reported it off of CBS Sports and Ben Kirchival, who's going to join us today. But he listed BYU as one of five potential Cinderella teams for college football in 2017, saying this, Who better to take on the title of college football's Cinderella than the team who arguably best personifies it? At the very least, BYU is on the shortlist for well-known giant killers. In the three years of the college football playoff, no team outside the Power Five has cracked the top four But the Cougars have a chance with their schedule. What? Cracking the top four? How about just getting to a New Year's Six bowl (laughs) game, Ben Kirchival? But he is saying, there's a chance. So you're telling me there is a chance. That would require BYU to go undefeated or maybe lose one game. That's crazy, right? Crazy. That said, unlikely, because Cinderella, and we'll get into the dynamics of this, 
is an unlikely story. That brings us to today's Twitter question. Is Cinderella an accurate description for BYU football? Why or why not? Our first tweet comes in from at Mr. Understorn Flintstone 94. Why not? Any non-P5 party crasher is a Cinderella and we can crash it. So does that make Utah an ugly stepsister? <laughs> in every scenario, yes. <laughs> oh, long live the rivalry. Anytime BYU gets talked about in this specific context, and I, it happens every year. BYU's got a chance to wreck the party. They're the Cinderella. Yeah, it's exciting, right? I mean, even you were telling me this morning, like when you read it, you're like, "Yeah." When I saw the, when I saw that, I'm like, "I've got to read quick, you know, quote, quote, tweet, retweet." I'm like, "This yes. is awesome." Yeah, okay. Like one of five teams that are getting national mention. BYU is relevant and awesome, and it's exciting. But let's think about the specifics that go into making a Cinderella in modern day college sports football here, and it's fitting that it's in this month with March Madness, which is basketball centric, but. Before we get into that, Jason, can we just for a second analyze the absolutely unbelievable, ludicrous, nonsensical story that is Cinderella? Or 100% factual, <laughs> but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Starting with the fairy godmothers who are waving their wands and making the mops mop the floor by themselves and doing all the chores, putting the dishes away, cleaning everything up. Talking animals, pumpkins turning into this magical coach, <laughs> Prince Charming digs you, and you have glass slippers. Yes. Now, are, are those likely scenarios? No. Which is why it's a fairy tale, okay? It's not likely. In college basketball, the term Cinderella means what, Jason? That a team won who wasn't expected to win. So, is it... Do you want BYU in yeah, the context? Is, is it a good thing that BYU is looked at as a Cinderella? Mm. Is that is that what you want BYU to be viewed? Who is Cinderella in this year's NCAA basketball tournament? I mean, there's a couple. I mean, you got Xavier. Okay. 11 seed. So BYU as Xavier? Is Xavier. Xavier. Uh, seven seed South Carolina. Just beat Duke. One <laughs> Won a game first time since 1973, by the way. They won an NCAA, the tournament, game. NCAA tournament game. So, I mean, those are your Cinderella. There's Cinderella's every year. There's upsets every year. So is that what BYU – is that what wins for BYU are considered? Their, their upsets? Now, let's, let's extend this conversation a little further and give some context to what a Cinderella season really means for BYU football. Ben Kirchival is saying, crack the top four, which – at the very least, would mean 12 wins this season, right? That's that's pretty big. 12 wins? Hey, a magical Cinderella story season has maybe one loss. And if BYU wins 12 games against this upcoming schedule, yes, that would be a magical season. In fact, when you look back on the history, the storied history of BYU football through the glory years in the 80s, 12 has always been that magical number, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU football has won 12 games four times in program history. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, okay. every year that they've done it, you tell me if it was a magical season. 1980 Jim McMahon Miracle Bowl. Magical. 1984 National Championship. Super magical. 1996, 14-1 Cotton Bowl champs finished season ranked fifth. Magical. 2001, started 12-0 in the top 10, 
Then Luke Staley broke his leg, so it didn't end magical. Yes. But it was magical. Magical, yes. All magical. There's Listen, 12 has been the number. So it's happened four times since 1922, people. Four times <laughs> in almost a century. Okay. Why not five? <laughs> How dare you not think it can happen a I, fifth time? I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm just saying it's highly unlikely. And BYU, like it or not, is included in this conversation. It feels like on an annual basis. Okay, we're talking about things that are unlikely. You know what is very likely? What's that? We're one day closer. Oh, Hit it. Okay. Countdown to the Viking. One fifty-eight. Where'd the where'd what? the new music go? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> so where, what was yesterday then? Where, where did the new music go? I was so looking forward to the new I, music. I'm watching that. You guys are doing the show yesterday. I'm at home watching. <laughs> yeah, oh, there we go. Countdown to the Vikings. One five eight. Yeah. How do you? How do you do? <laughs> so was that just yesterday? That was just yesterday. No, I'm in favor of the new music. We're going to do this thing. But we've got to figure out how to incorporate the actual number. One, five, eight. (laughs) Just use your Gaston skills. (laughs) Come on, let's go, dude. Oh, man. 158 days away from BYU beginning the quest for a Cinderella season (laughs) with 12 wins at least. It's going to be a lot on a Uh, (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Oh, my goodness. Interesting stuff. We're going to ask Ben Kirchival of CBS Sports, why he wanted BYU in this conversation and about the Cinderella dynamic. Do you like it? Do you not? Is it fitting for BYU football in the context of major college football? Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and answer. Is Cinderella an accurate description for BYU football? Why or why not? At Kiki Dean tweets this in, Jason. Cinderella implies low expectations at the start of the season that are surpassed. When do BYU fans (laughs) ever have those? When do BYU fans have low expectations? (laughs) Great tweet. Oh, man. (laughs) Coming up. On BYU Sports Nation, we are joined by BYU football alumnus Travis Tuiloma, a man that has, on a commercial anyway, laid one of the most vicious hits on a poor production assistant. We're going to try and uh, do that again here. What's his NFL dream like now? This is BYU Sports Nation. What's trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. Even though it's barely spring, it's not too early for Cougar football. Join us for the BYU Spring Football Special Live. For the first time, full coverage of the event live on BYU TV. Join Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, and Lauren Frankham for three hours worth of coverage. Saturday, starting at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain, on both BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Blue runs deep on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join 
our fairy tale themed topic of the day. We are so excited for what's happening on Saturday. Join us for BYU football's spring scrimmage. You can watch it on BYU TV and the BYU TV app with a cast of thousands beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Twitter question of the day is Cinderella an accurate description for BYU football? Why or why not? At Cox Web Dev tweets in the following. Well, lately, BYU's games have been ending at about midnight, so <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We've had two fantastic <laughs> tweets, three fantastic tweets today. That, that is so clever right there, because that at no point crossed my mind. No. That is super clever. Well done about at that. Cox Web Dev. Yes, at Kiki Dean's low expectations. <laughs> when have BYU fans ever had those? The ugly <laughs> stepsister reference. <laughs> To a certain team up north. <laughs> Which is so accurate, by the way. <laughs> Good stuff. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now, the show about to get better, is Travis Tui Lomo, BYU football alumnus and a stud football player at that when he was on the field in Provo and beyond. Travis, welcome back to Studio B, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Feels like just yesterday we were filming a commercial with you right over there <laughs> asking you if you're the guy that hits the hardest on the team. You're like, hey, let's find out. How'd you feel? If you haven't seen the commercial, by the way, Travis Tuiloma deserves an Oscar for, <laughs> s- for selling nah. his role in that. What'd you think of that commercial? That was fun. I loved it. It was, it was great. <laughs> but did the person you hit love it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they did. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say the same thing for opposing quarterbacks uh, that you have tormented through the years. Uh, a lot of people are interested in, in what you're doing now with your football career. Um, know that you had some unfortunate injuries that kind of slowed things down for you at the latter part of your BYU career. But so, what, what are where are you with football, and how is your health? My health is getting better. It's um, a couple months out. I have a few months left, so until I can fully train and pursue what I want, so pursue the dream. So, Well, we, we know Friday is BYU's Pro Day, and you won't be able to participate at Pro Day. So how have you been handling the off-season, and what kind of things have you been doing to, to rehab and get back in shape, that kind of stuff? I've just been meeting with our, our athletic trainers, uh, Brett and Steve, and they've been on top of it, and just meeting every day, making sure I do all my exercises, get a good workout with what I can work out. So, I don't think a lot of people are really aware of like what goes into the rehab process. So just for fun right now, like what, what kind of things are you doing when you're actually rehabbing your knee? Do you want the whole Oh, I thing? mean, you can give me the summarized version. I just, it's just like, yeah, I went to rehab. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. Okay. What does that mean? Uh, I'll just... So wake up six six o'clock, go over to the training room, start out warming up with the bike. Then Brett and Steve have has me doing a bunch of different exercises to strengthen my knee and my foot. And then from there, uh, depending on what time the team starts practice, uh, they usually like to have me go run with all the injured guys, so that they can just monitor how my progression is going as far as those type of movements so this is this is like a, a laborious thing i mean this is it's tedious right it takes a lot of oh, dedication yeah. it does it does a lot of patience but i'm grateful that maybe to be blessed with that attribute so 
I got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> How frustrating was last season to never fully get healthy? You, you played in five games. How difficult was that last year to not be able to do what you wanted to do? Um, it, it, was, it was difficult for me, but at the same time, I understood my body and how like how I felt. So I knew it was going to be a process that I had to just get through and and I, you know, set my goals up high so I can get to them and achieve them. So now you are in a situation much like Wani Unga was in. He hurt himself in the bowl game against Washington in 2013, uh, towards ACL, and kind of after a fantastic season and career at BYU, had to just sit on the sidelines and rehab and wait. Have you spoken with him about what that process was like? Because he he made the dream happen. He he got himself into the NFL. Mm-hmm. Have you spoken with him? Yeah, I have um, a lot of a lot of times. Like I've spoken to him quite a bit about that, and he's been kind of just guiding me through what I need to look out for and like what I need to expect, and like it just kind of comforted me and just helped me get through this process of waiting and working. So. What have you heard in terms of your possible future in pro football? Um, I haven't really dug into that much. I've been meeting with my agent, and we, she's just been, you know, with the whole Wani situation, she already knows how to handle that type of situation. So she's kind of taking me through that whole thing and basically just being patient and uh, working super hard to get my body right, and when it's time to go, it's time. So, do you have you talk about goals? Hey, you've said I've set my goals. I'm chasing them. What What are your goals right now uh, in, in life with football and and just uh, the direction you want to go? Um, my main goal is to take care of my family, my wife, and um, both of our families in any way I can. So that's my main goal. But to be able to do that. My goal is to get to the NFL and be able to make a team and and just be able to say that I made it to the highest level. Of football. Why do you feel like your your game and your skill set will translate over to the NFL? I mean, I, I have my own opinion, and a lot of people are like, dude, Travis Tuiloma is a beast. He he can totally do that. But why do you feel like you can find a spot in the NFL? Man, that's a hard question. <laughs> this is live. <laughs> You've handled stuff way harder than just think. Travis. Just think of this as what, an interview with an NFL team, and they ask you that question. I know how much you love to brag about yourself, Travis. So now is the time <laughs> to do something like that. <laughs> no, um, the main uh, reason that I feel good about my chances is because I have a lot of believers, a lot of people that. Um, I know have my back and I know believe in me and my abilities. And that, that, that's, the, that's the big factor into why I think I can make it. And, you know, I've been able to have some success here at BYU and just being able to work hard. And I know it can happen just through hard work. You were such a force on that defensive line. With the guys that are coming back for this season, 
what are your overall thoughts uh, at, of that position? But is there anybody that, that you saw last year that you think is maybe ready to take that next step this season? I think all of them, all, every single one of them, they are physically capable of it. Um, right now we're, we want more leadership, of course. That's expected every season. So that's a factor that I feel like the guys can step up in. But they're all capable of stepping up and filling in the shoes of everybody else that's set a standard as a defensive player. So, Is there anybody that you'll be keeping your eye on, though? Um, I want to say Handsome and Kesney, those two. Kesney, Tansinga, yeah. and Tanielu. Yes, sir. I, I expect a lot, of, a lot from them, especially as defensive tackles, so... Do you feel like now? That, yeah. Do you feel like uh, uh, Tavita Moonga? Yeah. Okay. So you feel like now that you're in a way on the outside looking in, like you can be unfiltered, like you can go coach mode on them and be like, "Hey, <laughs> what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about coach mode, but I like to approach it as bro mode. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just kind of you know, just talk to them because that that's how most guys you know are able to communicate if you just come up and talk to them instead of trying to be all authoritative. Yeah. Then no one's going to listen to you. I don't know if anybody has has copyrighted hashtag bro bro mode, mode. but you may want to get on that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, well, Travis, let's uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your rehab and uh, your journey coming up. Uh, Obviously, you'll impress uh, some NFL scouts with uh, your sincerity and and genuine hard work, and when you say you got a lot of believers, that that includes us here at BYU Sports Nation. Appreciate it. Thank so you. So <laughs> keep up the good work, man. We're with you, and, uh, yeah, we're excited to hear what uh, happens in your football future. Appreciate it. Thank you. Travis Tuiloma chasing down an NFL dream. Bro mode. Bro mode. <laughs> it needs to be on every tweet <laughs> moving forward from Travis. Hashtag bro mode. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. Thank you, Travis. You've forever changed the show. (laughs) Put your imprint on the show forever. (laughs) We'll talk with CBS Sports college football writer Ben Kercheval next. Why does he have BYU as one of five potential Cinderella teams in 2017? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You know it. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. In fact, if you just missed our conversation with Travis Tuiloma, what are his plans for making a push at the NFL, and what's the number one reason he believes that he has a spot for him waiting? What gives him that mental advantage? Download the podcast and uh, check it out on BYU TV and the BYU radio apps. And what hashtag did he create that will be sweeping the nation? Oh, my goodness. Exactly. How did I bury that? <laughs> Men's Volleyball hosts Princeton tonight at Smith Fieldhouse. You can catch the action at 9 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU radio, and the apps. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. BYU football spring practice continued yesterday in Provo. Over the weekend at St. George, linebacker Fred Warner was feeling good about the direction this team is headed because of experience not just on the, his defensive side of the ball, but on both sides of the football. I feel uh, very optimistic, man. We have a great team coming back. A lot of guys on defense uh, returning. Obviously, all linebackers are coming back, so we've been leading the way. Um, Tanner's obviously looked awesome. He has experience under his belt, so I'm not worried about the offense doing their thing. We've done, we've done pretty well. The team will practice again tomorrow and will hold a televised spring scrimmage on Saturday beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern, one mountain 
on BYU TV. In the latest AVCA coaches poll, BYU Volleyball remains ranked number three. They will host number one Long Beach State coming up this weekend on BYU TV. But first, as we just mentioned, the Cougars will be hosting Princeton tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV, featuring this guy. Perfectly. Durkin. Very hard to put these guys down. Zarkovich, Von Tilburg, blocked. Daubert, BYU with the swing for the set. Langlois, off hands and down! And the set streak is over for Hawaii. 32 in a row, and it's over. BYU wins set one, 28-26. That obviously is outside hitter Jake Langlois, who was named the MPSF Player of the Week for his performance last week in leading BYU to a two-match sweep of Hawaii. McKenna Bull was named the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week for the third time this season. The BYU softball star over three games last week pitched 21 strikeouts and had exactly one walk. Those are pretty good numbers. Generally, they'll get to the McKenna Bowl Pitcher of the Week honor, right? Exactly. We have named that after her, just moving <laughs> forward. BYU Hoopster Zach Selius returned home from his mission yesterday. It has been reported he will have shoulder surgery and will not return to the mission field. Again, that is being reported, not confirmed. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Ben Kercheval of CBSSports.com. He is the reason we are discussing things like Cinderella and Belle and the greatest Disney princess, and if BYU really likes the designation of being considered a Cinderella team. Ben, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Uh, you, uh, I mean, you know how BYU fans are. I'm sure your Twitter account got lit up by uh, Cougar Faithful when you listed BYU as one of five potential teams to make a Cinderella run next year. Why do you feel like BYU deserves that distinction? Because it seems like they're in that conversation quite a bit, Ben. Yeah, they are. And, and it starts really to me with the, the marquee games. And right now in college football, if you're outside the Power Five, your, your access to the playoff is, is almost nothing. And it's just not a system designed to spread the love in the way that a tournament for college basketball is. So you have to do your damage more in the regular season. And so when you think of a Cinderella-type run, you almost have to sort of revision the way that it works in in college football. And so for a BYU that's not quite power five, but they seem like they're above group of five a little bit, they're they're kind of there in limbo, I think scheduling matters. And there's a really great way to start the season for them, getting uh, LSU at neutral site, and you get Utah, uh, you get Wisconsin at home, and, and you look through those first eight games, you go to Mississippi State. You have to play Boise State. There are a lot of opportunities for BYU to get people to notice them in that, in that type of conversation really quick. Now, with that type of schedule, is there room for a loss for BYU to still have a magical Cinderella story? One loss is probably about the best that you can do. And, and I, when we always talk about teams outside that immediate playoff discussion, in terms of where their margin of error is, ideally you need to go undefeated just to to be realistically included. One loss you might be able to get away with if the rest of the top of the landscape is bad. If you're talking about three lost Big Ten champions, two or three lost Big 12 champions, two lost SEC, like you need other factors to play into that. But one loss, is that's, that's the limit right there, I would say, for BYU. Ben, in your piece, you said BYU may personify the term Cinderella best. What do you mean by that? Is it, is it what you were talking about, that they, they aren't in a P5 conference? 
there's that's part of it. Uh, also, historically, I feel like they've been that type of program that acts and, and behaves like a Power 5 team, but doesn't always necessarily have that label to them. Uh, you go back to the 80s when they won national championship. You go back just a few years ago when they defeat Oklahoma in the first week of the season. BYU's really been one of those historic programs who it's not just a recent thing. It's something that they've done throughout their history where even though they aren't in the Big Ten, they're not in the Pac-12, they're not in the Big 12, they have stepped up to those types of games and been able to perform. What do you like most about what BYU brings back this season in terms of talent on the actual football field? Well, it starts at quarterback. You have an experienced guy with, with Tanner, and, and he's, he's done a lot of great things in the time that he's filled in for, for Taysom Hill. And so now for him being clear-cut number one, anytime you have a good quarterback like that, uh, that's a great place to start. Overall, you're talking about a preseasoned group. I, the two things that I think they need to figure out you got to find uh, the, the production at, in the running game, and then I think you got to find that on the other side along your D-line and, and with your pass rush. Uh, that's going to be pretty critical for them to, to find out and quickly because it's not like you get a lot of warm-ups before you play LSU, before you have to then go through that three-game stretch. So these are things that if you're really going to make that type of run, it can't be something that you figure out in week seven or week eight. Also in your top five, besides BYU, you have Kansas State that you mentioned, South Florida, Syracuse, and then Mississippi State. And BYU hosted Mississippi State this year. They beat the Bulldogs. They will travel to Starkville, Mississippi to take on Mississippi State this year. What do you like about the Bulldogs? So when we talk about Cinderella, there is a bit of a moving goalpost theme to the whole thing. Like, so BYU and what they can realistically achieve – may not necessarily be the same criteria with Syracuse. But the idea, again, is that you can do some things in the regular season to, to, to really get yourself noticed. And I think Mississippi State falls in line with that with the SEC West. My gut feeling is that the Bulldogs are probably a year away from having that 2014 type of season where you, you go off and you win 10 games, you're number one for a little bit. But I think with Nick Fitzgerald, he showed uh, some inconsistencies last year, but also I think a lot of promise. And he's a really great young talent. I think they have some skill guys around him. So to me, Mississippi State, not necessarily a 10-win team per se uh, in 2017, but I think they go, they turn it around by about three games. And I think part of that is knocking off a team or so that they shouldn't. Obviously, the Cinderella story would get ramped up considerably if BYU can start. And this is an enormous if. 4 and 0. Okay, Portland State is a gimme game. BYU should win that. I think they will win that 100%. But then it's LSU neutral, Utah at home, and Wisconsin at home. Okay? So let's take away the blue goggles for BYU fans. What do you think will actually transpire in those first four, Ben? What do you see happening for BYU football? Realistically, you're probably 2 and 2. Uh LSU is just going to be tough. Uh, Utah, that, that, you guys know how that is. That does not matter where it is, when it's played. That's just that's a battle. And then Wisconsin is just a really tough physical opponent. I mean, you get them at home, which is an advantage, but that's just a, a, from the matchup standpoint, they have the guys in the trenches to, to knock you around. Realistically, you probably go two and two. I think a really good uh, – 
outcome out of that is you go three and one and you get that win versus, versus LSU. And if you really are going to make that type of Cinderella run, that's probably the only, you can only drop one in there and then you probably got to win out the rest of the yeah, way. Yeah. And that, that one game, if, if BYU did lose it, it would have to be early, right? Just because you need time to, to win a bunch of games regroup. in a row. Right. In theory, the playoff selection committee tells us the entire body of work is important. Clearly, how you do late in the season is a big part of it as well. Now, I'll say this for the middle of the schedule. You go to Mississippi State, and then you go to East Carolina. That's like, to me, that's an NBA back-to-back almost. Oh. Because it's, it, you have to go East twice against really good opponents. That's why I say, realistically, you might win against like an LSU it really wouldn't surprise me if you dropped one or both of those games just because what they're asking you to do is so difficult. Yeah, the travel alone, having to go to Starkville and then travel <laughs> back to Provo and go back across the country to East Carolina is pretty crazy. Ben, uh, great stuff thus far. For BYU fans that are a little bit skeptical about the Cougars and they don't like expectations and things like that, why, why is an article like this something that is necessary for the overall good of college football? Because it's the offseason and everyone's 0-0. <laughs> <zero, zero. laughs> this is when we can talk about it, right? We can't talk, if BYU goes 5-3 and three through those first eight games, no one's talking about it about it then because it's not part of the conversation. The playoff, think about how dramatically the playoff has shifted the conversation in college football. Once you get to about mid-October, you're talking about eight teams and everything else is practically irrelevant. So now's the time where you can do this. You know, at the beginning of the year, we're not unlike anyone else. We, we do a, here are the teams that can actually make a playoff run. Dennis Dodd did for us last season. There were 16 teams. You really think 16 teams have a chance to win a national title? No, it's probably about six. But that's the time when you can do it. So I, I say have some fun with it. And, and someone's writing a good thing about you in the offseason. I say bask in it for a little bit. <laughs> Amen to yes. that. Ben, great to talk to you. We appreciate the time. And uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully a Cinderella run for BYU. All right, we'll be keeping tabs on it. You got it. Ben Kirchival of CBSSports.com on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Really good stuff. Really good information. I, I did, if we had more time, I, I did want to ask him his favorite Disney princess. But. Oh, Jason. No, I'm so glad you did not do that. <laughs> I just need somebody else to go on record so that I'm not the only one out here that, what? I mean, I didn't say anything. <laughs> what? Is Cinderella an accurate description for BYU football? Why or why not? More of your tweets coming up. Up next, it's Between the Lines. Undercover Athlete Part 2 with Lauren Frankham. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. I wish all of you could hear our conversations (laughs) during the commercial breaks. Yes, because he... Spencer Linton right here just did a creepy impersonation of Snow White. (laughs) Super creepy. Yes, yes. Uh, Anyway, BYU softball and Utah tomorrow on BYU TV 7 Eastern. Listen, Jason, it's time for the rivalry to renew on the softball diamond. Anytime, 
It's BYU and it's Utah. It is must-see TV, and we will have it on BYU TV, 7 Eastern Time. Twitter question, is Cinderella an accurate description for BYU football? Why or why not? We just talked to Ben Kercheval of CBSSports.com. He has listed BYU as one of five potential Cinderella teams in the 2017 college football season. At Crazy Kook Fanatic tweets in, yes, we need a fairy godmother-like miracle to get to the ball. Utes are ugly stepsisters. And the mountain is a wicked stepmother. Okay. Oh boy. All, this is this has gone in an entirely different direction than I thought. When are we gonna it have would. somebody compared to Gus Gus? Huh? A fat little uh, mouse? Oh my it was goodness. A mouse, right? By the way, at Gentleman87, of course Belle is the best Disney princess, agrees with you, Jason Shepard. She saves the prince instead of the prince saving her. Girl power. Doesn't that happen a lot? Yeah. In the mini, isn't that kind of the story for most of them? Listen, we need to do something that's way more important right now, okay? Super important. Yes. Than talking about Disney Princess. Correct. We are spoiled as BYU fans. There is a clear trend of amazing talent on BYU's campus. And yes, fans recognize those athletes in their element on the floor, on the football field, on the track, whatever. Either by their number or by their specific talent, right? Right. Okay, you recognize them, but would you be able to point them out if they're in street clothes in, in a normal crowd? Now, I said this was part two of Undercover Athlete. Whoa! I, my bad. I got the look of death from Lauren Frankham. It is part three as we go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. That is right, Spencer. Colton Shaver is one of the biggest names on the BYU baseball team right now. Now, in fact, he led the team in home runs as a freshman last year, so we took him to the Wilkinson Center to see how many students would recognize him without a bat in his hand. Let's go undercover with Colton Shaver. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go have some fun. Let's troll. I think we found a couple that might know us. Do you know anything about the baseball team or baseball here at BYU? No. I don't. You don't? <laughs> not really. All right. We're not football, but we'll find somebody that knows baseball. <laughs> they beat that gun. What was their name? That's basketball. Baseball. You know anything about the baseball team? Have you watched them at all? Heard anything about them? Oh, man. No. No? Do you know nothing about them? No. Oh, oh maybe. Maybe. I went to one game last year, but that's it. You, you, so you did go to a game. That That's a huge plus. They haven't had many of those yet. One of our guys was invited to one of the home run derbies a couple years ago or last okay. year. Okay, yeah. Did you watch that? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. You did? Pretty good. Uh, do you remember his name? I, I don't. Two-run home run for Colton Shaver. There's one, there's one guy, Slugger. Um, shoot, I can't remember his name. Shaver. Sends a long ball. Gone. Colton Shaver. Okay. He's a stud. Colton Shaver with a triple and a home run. Is it Colton Shaver? Do you know if that's it? Big guy, number 35 on the team. That's it. The big popper sure got into that one. Hello, baby. I'm thinking about trying out. What, what do you think? Yeah, go for it, man. Well, if you never played, like, good luck. But I, like... No shot. Sorry, man. I think you definitely should go for it. Do you think I fit the different style body type of an athlete, of a BYU baseball athlete? Yeah, for sure, man. 
Um, I think you should play football. Football? Yeah. Do you think like I would fit a typical first baseman mold? Potentially. I think your classic baseball player is strong but sophisticated. And they have a purpose. And they are an overall good person. Okay. Um, can you show me some? Just throw it. Well, thank you for your time. I'm Colton Shaver. You watched me on ESPN on that home run derby. Uh, dude, number seven? 35. 35. Close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you, Hunter. I'm Colton Shaver. Oh. <laughs> Good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Thank you for your time. I'm Colton Shaver with the BYU baseball team. I play first base. Uh, it's nice to meet you, and I yeah. hope to see you at some games this oh, year. Yeah. What would your message be to these fans? we got to get it together. we got to know more about baseball. Um, come out to the games. Let's have some fun. Let's get loud. Let's get the Mustache Mafia rolling again. I love it. Thanks, Colton. Thank you. Peace out. Col Colton's a pretty big dude, so I would listen to him when he said, come to the baseball games. They have a home game next week, so make sure you don't miss it. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. And tune in next week when Jeremy Jordan tries to do an impersonation of Ty Detmer in front of Ty Detmer and the... Uh, Football players are going to try and guess who's who. Oh, man. It's pretty great. That's going to be It's Jeremy so sure Ty trying it. to oh, – who, who's the real Ty? It's well, the, the real, real Ty. Ty Denver, please stand up. I saw a quick tease of that yesterday on Twitter, and I'm going to be honest. They sounded the exact same. Yes. He, Jamal? He got a couple guys. Yes. He got a couple of the guys. That's, so you got to watch. fantastic. By the way, uh, Colton, did you see the, the look of relief on his face when someone was like – yeah, I know. I know one guy. Some or, home runner was like, "Oh, somebody knows me." There was a girl that was like, "I've been to a half game, maybe one inning last year." And he's like, "Yes, yes!" <laughs> like that was like. Why do we, as a society, when we don't know the answer to something, we just keep talking? <laughs> I don't know. When we're asked a question we don't know, it's, we just can't say I don't know. Some it's, guy described like his perfect woman too. I was like. What's happening? Here? Where did we it's go? Awesome. Yeah, where what? did we get? What? Huh? We're not talking about baseball players anymore. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway. Lauren, great stuff. He, he also pretended to be Jason Shepard a few times. We have to point that out. Yeah, he, he told me. I told him on Saturday at the game. I'm like, hey, your your undercover athlete uh, on between the lines is is going to air on Tuesday. I'm like, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. He's like, yeah, I pretty much just told everybody I was you. <laughs> so, who are you, Jason Shepard? Jason. So I started calling him Jason. But really, on Saturday. I'm Colton Shaver. Great stuff. Thank you, Lauren Frankham. Between the lines, get on board at BYUBTL. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, which BYU team is competing in March Mayhem, Jason? That's part of the Cougar Whip Around. More of the greatest Disney princesses as well. What? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation, my friends. Jason Shepard and I with a Disney princess-themed show that unfortunately... Please, will you just will say go who your down favorite Disney princess is? So I'm not left out here by myself. Of BYUS. And well, right now, the early leader in the clubhouse is, I agree with you, is Belle. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's... Well done. It's just... The story is great. She's great. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, the gold dress is cool. <laughs> I just asked who your, your favorite was. I didn't want you to go into all the details, but I'm so glad you did. 
Because oh, that makes goodness. me feel this so much better. This is why I did not want to talk about it, Jason. <laughs> oh. What else do you know about Bell that you could drop some knowledge Stop. on? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Very much enjoyed that. BYU spring practices continued yesterday right here in Provo. Over the weekend in St. George, Fred Warner said he's optimistic for the team this year because of the experience on both sides of the ball. The team will practice again tomorrow, and then we'll hold a televised spring practice on Saturday beginning at 3 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV. Volleyball. BYU remains ranked third in the AVCA coaches poll. They host number one Long Beach State this weekend on BYU TV. But don't forget tonight's match, the Cougars in Princeton, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Jake Langlois, the MPSF player of the week for his performance in those two big wins against Hawaii. Softball. McKenna Bowl was named the WCC Pitcher of the Week for the third time this season. Over the three games last week, she pitched 21 strikes and one single walk. Men's basketball. BYU's Zach Selyus returned home from his mission yesterday. It has been reported that he'll have shoulder surgery and will not return to the mission field. Again, that's just a report, not confirmed news. Gymnastics. Gymnastics will compete in the Seattle Regional of the NCAA Gymnastic Championships on April 1st. The Cougars are one of 36 teams to make regionals and will compete against Oklahoma, Kentucky, Washington, Utah State, and Stanford. The top two finishers from each region move on to the NCAA Championships. Cougars in the association. Big rush of five because that's his Twitter handle. Kyle Collins with a 12 points, five rebounds, and four assists in a Texas Legends loss. Spring training. Spring training. Thank you very much. Jeremy Guthrie pitched two innings yesterday for the Washington Nationals against the New York Yankees. He finished with two Ks. Golf. Yesterday, the BYU women defeated Idaho and Arizona at San Diego State University's March Mayhem match play. The ladies now face Pepperdine in the semifinals. Swimming and diving. Peyton Sorensen and Kevin Dreesen qualified to compete in the 2017 NCAA Division I Men's Championships, which will start tomorrow and go until Saturday in Indianapolis. Future guests on the show include NFL hopeful and former BYU offensive lineman Andrew Idy, as well as Lexi Taro of BYU softball, who as of last week was leading the Cougars in batting average and owns a West Coast Conference Player of the Week designation. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout, Jason? Oh, how about we give it to McKenna Bowl? Okay, McKenna Bowl for winning the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week every week, it For seems winning like. the McKenna Bowl yes. Pitcher of the Week. Our elite tweet of the day says... Cinderella implies low expectations at the start of the season that are surpassed. When do BYU fans ever have those? It was so good we had to bring it back. Hey, thanks to Travis Tuiloma, Ben Kirchival, our undercover athlete Colton Shaver, and everybody on our crew. Audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to BYU Track and Field.